the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. And when you say that the best in the world, um, is that a specific genre or is that sort of anything that seeing how people compare in different categories? Yeah, it's absolutely across the board. Um, when I uh, wrote my second book, it's called How to Shine, I wanted to understand world-class individual performers. Uh, so I'd worked with loads of athletes and I'd seen them all at work and I'd seen some people who were literally in the top handful in the world in their, you know, in their sport. I'd also seen people who probably had more talent but never made it to that level. Um, and I'd started to distill down that there were a couple of principles that seemed to be common, you know, common characteristics in these uh, these individual athletes. But I wanted to know, would those be the same characteristics? I see the same kinds of characteristics in any field of life. Um, so when I wrote How to Shine, um, I looked at uh, a world barista champion, a Michelin star chef, a mountaineer, a polar explorer, uh, head of a world leading science organization, science and medical research organization, because I wanted to know, are there common characteristics in all of them? And if, if there are common things that you see in all of those people in really diverse fields, the chances are they're going to be pretty generic and they'd apply to most of us, if not all of us. Yeah, interesting. That was the first question I was intending to ask you, whether there were those commonalities across every field. And and are there? And sort of, do those characteristics spread across? And, and are you seeing the, the, the same characteristic repeated? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I, I did the research well over 10 years ago, probably 15 years ago on that. Um, and if I look at world-class performers, you know, the sort of the people around me, the people I work with now, they are exactly the same characteristics. They're, they're pretty generic. They're pretty enduring, yeah. What If you were to sort of just throw a couple of those characteristics out, what would you say there were a couple of the main ones? So the, the one that's probably foundational, really fundamental, is that these guys tend to be powered by passion. You know, they, they don't just enjoy being successful. They're not just there to be successful in their field. They're there because they really genuinely... Um, are passionate about what they do and sometimes there's there's a sort of an enjoyment in the process um, sometimes it might not be literally the process of doing it but the challenge of doing it the stimulation that it gives them um, or that they know why it's worthwhile that's why they're passionate about it they care about it it matters to them it's important to them um, I'll take I'll give you an example um, there's a guy who I worked with for many many years called uh, Chris who's a swimmer and um, he would talk about those endless hours of staring at a black line on the bottom of the swimming pool. And that, you know, that in itself wasn't particularly fun. Um, you know, trudging up and down a pool, especially when you're cold, you know, it's cold outside, it's dark, it's wet in the morning, you know, all of that. And you might be sore and tired from yesterday's training session. And, you know, you've got two more training sessions today and you do this six days a week, you know, kind of endlessly hour on hour on hour. But there's there's almost like a, a curiosity and an intrigue that comes with it all when you're trying to just become really, really good, ever better, as I call it, in this field. Um, and that's really engaging for people. You know, how do I knock a tenth of a second or a hundredth of a second or sometimes a thousandth of a second off of my time? Um, you know, what would I have to do? How could I possibly get better at this thing? That's what really kind of grasps them. And when I look at it, you know, passion and curiosity go hand in hand. Um, 
I often describe curiosity as sort of passion passed through the lens of a great question, as it were. Um, that it's it's that that usually really engages people, and and it becomes probably more powerful than the medal at the end of it. Yes, of course they want the medal. You know, all athletes that I've ever come across want the medal, but that's not the be all and end all reason for doing it. There's something deeper um, at work, and and many of them genuinely want to achieve their potential. They want to know that whenever they finish doing this thing, you know, athletes retire at a fairly early age normally, but whenever they finish doing this thing, they can look back and say, no regrets. I think that's key. I mean, I'm by no means an athlete, but I would imagine it's if, if you do the absolute best you know you can do, that's that's the best you can do when you've achieved your goal. And I think you make some key points there. Um, I feel slightly under pressure now to, re, uh, to produce some good questions for you. But, but I think... The thing that you've just said there, you spoke about in passion and enjoyment and curiosity. And as you were saying them, straight away coming back to my profession of, of the uh, ADI driving instructors, the the ones that seem to enjoy the job most and essentially the ones that seem to be the most successful at it, and the ones that I see online and uh, you know, the various Facebook groups and social media and stuff, and you know, it, you know it's just a job. Why, we don't want to get big-headed. And they never seem to be happy. They never seem to enjoy it, but the ones that are like, oh, it's not just a job. We're effectively changing someone's life. You know, we might be giving someone potential for a new career. Or in my case, when I learned to drive, we just being able to get to the cinema. But that made a big difference. And I think it's a, an interesting parallel. And uh, and just on that, you mentioned about uh, the swimmer there. I'm presuming with, with that you were referring to Chris Cook, because in your book, uh, Two Lamps of the Pool, it, it was something that really, really resonated with me in that book. And I think you spoke then about uh, he was struggling and you kind of said some online lines of, you just need to swim two lamps of the pool. And initially I'm taking a bit of offence at that. So I want to touch back on that a second, but that's something that helped me a lot with driving lessons because for me, I don't just provide driving lessons. I provide fairy test training. I've got Facebook groups. I've got podcasts out for, so I've got all this other stuff. And then I feel myself getting overwhelmed just because I've got to go and do a driving lesson. And from reading your books, like, you just need to go do a driving lesson. And then when I break it down to that, all of a sudden it feels a hell of a lot easier. So with people that have got that mentality, like you said, that almost Chris Cook had the mentality of it's not just two lengths and, and an instructor that might be, it's not just a lesson. How would you reframe that? So there's there are sort of uh, different levels of this. Um, the passion bit, the curiosity bit, that kind of motivational drive uh, is all all revolves around the why. Why do you do it? And I'm a, a huge fan of having a powerful why. Um, and, and one that's not just um, linked to the outcome of, you know, if I do this thing, I get paid or if I do this thing, I win a medal or whatever. It's not just linked to the outcome. It's linked to the reason why you would do it. And one of my acid tests for motivation often is what would happen if you won the lottery? Would you get up in the morning and do it again tomorrow? And, and there are a lot of people, even those who have their own businesses, have their own, you know, kind of self-employed or whatever. It would say, if I won the lottery, there's absolutely no way I'd do this tomorrow. And you kind of think, well, in that case, there's there's, there's probably some missing elements to your motivation. Um, and the, the problem with motivation is if there are some things that we absolutely need to keep us motivated, for example, you know, if I'm doing this for money and I'm not earning as much, my motivation is going to rapidly evaporate. 
Um, so, so we need a really stable base for motivation, and that's linked to our why. Uh, I can remember just just touching on this one um, for her twenty fifth wedding. Uh, sorry, for her twenty fifth birthday, I bought my wife um, a, a little second hand car. Um, she wasn't a driver at that point. I think she I think she failed her test four times by that point, um, and. I gave her, you know, this little secondhand car and she was going to go and get some lessons. She says that the biggest thing I gave her for that birthday wasn't a car, it was freedom. Um, and the ability to go where she wanted, when she wanted, you know, not to be reliant on me, not to be reliant on public transport, whatever it was, that's the thing I actually gave her. And when you talk about, you know, what what driving instructors potentially do for people, the impact that they can have they probably don't realize how important driving is to that person. Um, and, and if you wanted to find a purpose, you know, from, from just my personal experience, there's a much, much deeper purpose, um, you know, deeper reason to do what you guys do and do it well. And um, so that's the why. So a powerful why is, is at the heart of it. It's not the same as a what. And I'm also a believer in really simplifying what we do. And this is where when I said to Chris, you know, your job is surely just to swim two lengths of the pool as fast as possible. That's a really simple, clear job. You know, it's it's a, it's simple. Um, and actually, when we kind of strip away the the extraneous stuff, it becomes a lot easier to do. Um, but the reason why he swims is critical. He wants to achieve his potential. He wants to lay down his very, very best. He wants to finish his career saying no regrets. That's why. Um, so they're, they're not the same thing. And sometimes people kind of confuse them and intermingle. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook. Talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them.